Hello and welcome to On The Outside, the podcast that gives you the tools and talking points to impress your friends. This is On The Outside Sport. Coming soon to you is On The Outside Music, On The Outside Politics, On The Outside Fashion and On The Outside 19th Century French Artists. Can't wait for that. I've got some hot takes about Matisse and Monet. But yes, Manners, we'll start with the sports. And look, if if you're not a sports fan, but you always wanted to be one, this is the place for you. Tails. Bye weeks are over in the AFL, um, thank goodness. So we're back mm. to uh, we're back to the full complement of games this week. GWS and Sydney are escaping, escaping uh, Greater Sydney to to get out. Um, yep. So that's sort of the news out of the AFL. But I, for one, am looking forward to watching uh, nine games this does, weekend. Does that mean that we we take the collar off now that they're down here on the AFL's dime? Do they uh, do we pro rata take take a little bit of the collar off? Is that how it works? Yes, Tails. Funny to bring up a cost of living allowance joke. It doesn't upset me at all. No, yeah, as soon as they leave the Greater Sydney boundary, they lose that 10% of their income. <laughs> Did you struggle last week only watching five games? Was that too little for you? And they were pretty bad games as well, to be honest. I think I just yeah. get a bad feeling from the buy. I don't enjoy it. It could be actually a grand final. And if it's a buy round, I'm like, oh, I'm just not that into it. Sunday afternoon, I'm not mm. feeling it. Ad, what did you, how did you go? I mean, it depends on the games. Friday night was a decent game. Sunday was a decent game. Saturday was ratchet, and that's when I felt it. Because you usually... It's five games on a Saturday. You can mm. usually find one that tickles your fancy. But but no, I uh, couldn't, uh, couldn't find anything at all. Yes, but there were some, some people on the, uh, on the internet who were a little bit upset that the Essendon... Uh, Essendon Hawthorne game up in Launceston wasn't free to air, mm. even mm. though it was a sellout, and apparently that was the rules. Um, so that there's some people upset about that. Obviously, that game in Launceston, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. up for speculation if that's even where it was played. Let's not go into it. I didn't see. I didn't see any proof it was actually Launceston. Wasn't so. free to air. Could have been anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tails. I want to take move into football and have a look um, at this during the week. I think we've got some audio. Joel's an icon of the game um, and his reputation is important to him and it's important to us. So the point that I made last night that I'll repeat now is that humans in general, but footy players, even good ones, captains, legends of the game, make mistakes and they should put their hand up for that, which is what Joel did in particular with one of those incidents. Um, But the second one where, you know, he accidentally stood on someone was a genuine mistake. And, and I think it's actually incumbent on people in the footy industry to treat Joel Selwood with a level of respect, whereby when he says something, they believe him. Yes, he made a mistake, but it's a big mistake, Jared. It's not just, oh, he made a mistake. He made a mistake and put his hand near the eyes of another player. And that is, that's just not on. I don't care if, if he was the Pope. He's got a good reputation. He shouldn't put his hands near another person's face. And really, and I've heard all the commentary the last two days, I'm kicking back on the couch, Jared sore and feeling sorry for myself. I agree that Joel Selwood should have been suspended for a, a, a week. It's Joel Selwood. Mm. Controversial. Love him, hate him. A lot of people don't. What do you think about uh, his actions? Obviously, there was a bit of a, uh, a, a firm moving of someone's head into the ground with a fist and then yep. uh um and then he so that was uh bailey dale and then he uh stood on taylor deray's leg um 
somewhat clumsily, possibly accidentally? What do you think? What do you mean possibly accidentally? How could you say he stepped on him possibly accidentally? He's driven a bloke's head into the turf and then you think, oh, well, because he, he didn't quite lift his leg high above him and stamp down with authority upon poor Jayla Duray that, uh, that it was an accident. Surely you don't actually think that was an accident. No, I don't think it was an accident, but I think, I think you can't prove it. I think him being, that was part of his $3,000 fine that he received from the uh, match review panel. And I think that's pretty hard to prove if he's walking backwards, looking the opposite direction that he deliberately stood on him, um, especially in AFL when there's someone's on the market, always standing mm. over people and, and being clowns. So I thought that was a little bit harsh. And with the first one, and you're going to have to uh, go and have a look at this listeners and see, see what we're talking about. But with the first one, there wasn't a lot in it. He sort of put his closed fist to his head and then pushed his head, shoved it sort of into the ground. But I, I honestly, whilst you, you don't want to encourage people doing it, I kind of like it's a show of power. It's a show of strength. And he's trying to get into um, Bailey Dale's face there and send a message. So I think for some people to call it disgusting and things like that, maybe that's more of a uh, they hate Joel Selwood sort of conversation. And I'm not sure they would be saying the same thing if it was a player from their team. No, I think that's fair enough. Um, there is a lot of Joel Selwood hate around and not a lot of people seem to like him outside of Geelong fans. It did, when I saw those incidents, it did remind me of The Captain Class, which is a book by Sam Walker. You ever read it? No. It's, so essentially this, this uh, Wall Street Journal uh, journalist set out to try and find, you know, why it is that the greatest teams in history were the greatest teams in history. And one of the reasons he found was they all had this one singular person on the team that, yes, set standards, but also not, was not necessarily the best player or the most talented, but was always just had this insane drive to win. And as part of that, kind of cheated a little, like really operated in that grey area and, you know, really just tried to push boundaries. Joel Selwood, not the most special talented player ever to pull on a Geelong Guernsey. But pushing, you know, pushing boundaries and trying to get the best, you know, trying to seek out every little advantage that he possibly can. And I think that's what Joel Selwood is. I don't have to like him, though. Do you think, because this is the other part I found interesting about Joel Selwood, is that if you say you don't like him, then you're not acknowledging his greatness, which is what Chris Scott was just saying in what we listened to before. Do you think you should be forced to like him? No, I don't think people, I don't know, I can see why people don't like him. Um, obviously, there's a lot of controversy over ducks to get free kicks, lifts, lifts, his, lifts the shoulder, so slides up over the, uh, over the shoulder and becomes a high tackle. I personally have no problem with Joel Selwood. I think he's a bloody good player. So I'm one of those rares that don't love him or hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he is just clever and good at going in with his head um, and I wouldn't necessarily say that he ducks. I just think he's very good at technically getting the arms to slip over his head. And I think a lot of people find that frustrating uh, and thus call him a cheater. Um, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. But also, you know, I don't think you should be forced to like him because he's, a, he's you know, a premiership, premiership captain. Premiership captain, was he? Anyway, multiple premiership player and multiple no, premiership no. player. And uh, yeah, you shouldn't have to like him because of that. But you have to acknowledge he's a good player. I haven't talked enough hoops on this show, Vanders. Haven't talked enough hoops. And by that, I mean basketball. That's a little tip for our listeners that are trying to learn a little extra about sport. The big news in Australian basketball this week 
has been Ben Simmons. Now, Ben Simmons, number one draft pick in the NBA, plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. Not sure how much longer he's going to be doing that. Had a series against the Atlanta Hawks where he offensively was terrible. He was terrible. And the city over there has turned on him. The entire US media is piling in on him, saying they need to trade him, saying that he's terrible, saying that essentially he should never walk on a basketball court again because he was that bad. The reason for bringing it up is because in Australia, he's meant to be playing for the Boomers at the Tokyo Olympics. And all these reports coming out now that he's probably not coming over. And of course, every Australian sports fan has piled on saying he's a bad person because he doesn't want to play for Australia. Well, it, it seems so, yeah, as you say, he's getting absolutely piled on in the, um, in the, uh, the US media um, in Philly. But then now he's sort of said that he's going to um, possibly, and it's not, he hasn't even said anything. These are just rumors that are rumors. No, exactly. One yeah. reporter. One reporter mentioning that he's actually going to spend some time on his offensive shooting, which, as you mentioned, was terrible. So now mm. Australian fans are blowing up at him for trying to address the concerns that the US media and US fans had about him. So it sort of feels like he's in a no-win situation here. Um, it sounds like the fans are already done with him. They want to trade him. He wants to improve on his shooting, which is what they wanted anyway. And now we are ripping him to shreds for not wanting to go to the Olympics. So I can see a bit of confusion on his side. However, on the other side of it, Tails, I can understand that um, you shouldn't need too much encouragement to want to play for your country in the Olympics. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be sort of a hard... You either do or you don't. You shouldn't have to be convinced. Um, and that's what I think Andrew Bogut came out during the week and said. He said, look, mm. if you don't want to play, just tell us. That's fine. Don't string us along. You've always said you'd love to play for your country and yet you've ne- you haven't yet. So what's it going to be? Um, we shouldn't have to bloody ring you a thousand times to convince you. So I can see both sides. Do you sides. care if he doesn't? What, do you care if, if he doesn't play for Australia ever? Well, inter- interesting enough, I thought it was a really good comment from Andrew Bogut. He said, we won't have to fill a... He's a, he's a great he's a great player, um, but luckily we won't have to fill a hole because he's never played for us before. So they're not they're not, they're not missing him because um, he hasn't played before. So yeah, I, I think you know Australia the Boomers genuine medal chance at at Tokyo. So I think there'll be disappointment because I think fans are feeling that it, it's it's the time to push for that medal. Um, but also like we don't want to waste too much energy if the bloke doesn't want to come over. When you're explaining then that we're a medal chance, I think that's the reason everyone's so desperate mm. to have him because as soon as he would play for this team, he would be the best player and he would not guarantee us, but he would give us our best ever chance of winning a medal, which is, is what uh, Australian basketball fans want. Not necessarily even to win gold. We're happy to take bronze uh, in men's basketball. But the other side of this is I think as an athlete, I'm not going to say you're entitled to be selfish, but you have to be selfish and think about yourself. And if he wants to stay in the US and work on his NBA game, I couldn't care less. Like, go for your life. Because as good as a gold medal is, if he has a good next three years in the NBA, he's going to make another $150 million, which is absolutely extraordinary. So I I feel like, yes, you can't put a price on a gold medal, all that sort of crap. Well, in Ben Simmons' case, if he works on this, on his game and improves, maybe you can. You can put a price on it. And I'm not going to begrudge him 
taking time out and trying to uh, earn that extra cash. Look, the last thing I'll say on this, Taylor, don't necessarily disagree. The last thing I'll say is what a great sound grab when he has a Ripper Olympics, leads Australia to gold. Oh, I just needed to get out of the uh, the NBA bubble, spend some time with my mates, playing basketball, no. the Olympics for fun. And now I've been in the best form of my life. No. Very tough. No, it's not. And you know what? That's, that's the problem. You're the problem. Everyone keeps saying, oh, he's playing with his mates. What mates? He's never met these guys. The only time he's ever seen Patty Mills is in San Antonio when they go there once a year. Like, they're not mates. They're not friends. Let's disregard this fallacy as soon as we can. If you want to play for Australia, great. If you don't, leave the guy alone. And I will say this, after a 48 hours of Australia just piling onto the, to the guy for indicating that he may not want to play, there's no way he's going to play for us now anyway because we all told him to go and get stuff. Tails, the Test Cricket Championship final is being held Mm. uh, in England, which we'll talk about in a minute, possibly a mistake there. Uh, India, New Zealand. um, So five days are done. Five days are done. We had one. So we've got a result then. So that's. Well, you you think so? So one one and a fair bit of a day was completely rained out. Um, So the scores as it stands is uh, India in front. As we record, in front by 32 runs, two mm. down. Two wickets down in front by 32 with obviously New Zealand still to bat in that second innings. Yeah. Um, and they're actually, so it's five days are gone. So they're actually, great foresight from the ICC, have a, a reserve day, um, which is coming up. But the mm. state of the game is that unless something drastic happens, there's going to be a draw, which brings in a lot of questions. And I admit that we didn't we didn't make any comment about it before the, before the test started, but... How often does it happen that it's a draw or it gets rained out? And it feels pretty dumb to not have either more reserve days or more tests. And especially, why are you playing in England when it's bloody raining all the time? It's absolutely ridiculous. What do you think? Anders, this is a, I don't put me in your thing. I last week said there was no point having these games. Maybe I didn't expand on that with all the reasons you just said. But I said there was no point having them. And you're right for these reasons. Why are England and India playing? Oh, sorry. Why is India and New Zealand? playing one game in England to decide who's the best team. You've got weather, obviously impacts them. You've got unfamiliar conditions for both of them. How is this? This isn't a true test of whether or not this is the supreme team. They should have just had, you know what, even have a bilateral series, even have like two tests in India and two tests in New Zealand or something like that. That's what you, you can't, I, you just can't expect to solve everything with one game of cricket. And if you're a cricket fan and you thought this would end any other way than in a rain-affected draw, then you're a happy person and I wish you all the best. Because as you and I know, having suffered at the hands of the game for so long, this was the only result that was ever going to happen. Yeah, and again, I mean, hindsight maybe, but it seems now pretty obvious that that was a Bloody oath it does. A risky choice, uh, cricket in July in England. Isn't it amazing that it's turned into grade cricket banders? How often does the top team, they finish on top in, lo- in when we used to play and then there'd be a bit of rain. They're like, yeah, don't think we can get on today, boys. Come back the next day, the covers have leaked. 
all of a sudden top team goes through. Amazing. Everything is local cricket. You can make a whole podcast series, possibly an idea of just local cricket dodgy (laughs) stories, but we'll leave that for another time and we'll get back to you on that result on next week's pod. Hales, this is the exciting part in the pod where I get to put you under a little bit of pressure um, and ask you some, well, a quickfire question that uh, that I've been thinking about. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, and so I just want to get your thoughts on it. It's Olympic-based. Obviously, we're getting close now. Yeah. So the, the Olympics, the whole premise of the Olympics is, is amateur. Amateur sport. Um, go there. Do your best. You, you know, you might be funded by the AIS, you know, the Australian sport but really you know you are an amateur athlete um and you know on today's pod we've been talking about basketball the boomers so you know there's talk of ben simmons patty mills going over to play basketball for australia yeah um obviously you know they are professional athletes they earn a lot of money um deservedly so and then also we learned that cameron smith and mark leishman are going to go play golf for australia at the olympics professional athletes earn a lot of money why is it that the premise of the games is all amateur sports and yet some professional sports such as tennis, golf, um, basketball seem to seem to get away with it when others don't. Great question, Ben. It's glad you asked. Um, I would say a couple of things on that. One, those sports you just mentioned, I do not believe should be in the Olympic games because. Oh, done. No, no, done. That's fine. There we go. No, 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 no. That's the quick fire. I've got a lot on this. I got the answer. I've got a lot on this. All right, go. Because they're not the pinnacle of that sport. So basketball, the pinnacle is the NBA. Golf is the majors, and and whatever the other one you mentioned just then. Quickly, does that does hockey? Is this the pinnacle of hockey? Yeah, it is definitely the pinnacle of hockey. So hockey can stay. I think, and I'm shocked to be on a podcast where you've brought up Pavo Nermi, of course, the great uh, the great Finnish distance runner who was banned from the uh, the 32 games by Sweden because of allegations of professionalism. This is something we'll never be accused of on on the outside. The Phantom Finn, as he was known, or the Flying Finn during his time. I never, I think that professional athletes should absolutely be allowed in the games. So swimmers are professional athletes, for example, absolutely allowed in the games because the IOC is making that much money and making so much cash that it's not fair that they get all the cash and athletes don't. So professional athletes in the games tick, sports that are not the pinnacle of their sport should not be in the Olympic Games. And Pavo Nomi, look him up. I don't know how you'd uh, I don't know how you'd police it, but I, I love that explanation from you. So very happy with that quick fire question. Mm. Thank I've you. I've got a, <laughs> thank you for that five minute segment, but I've also got a small one for you. No, that's not Do how you, the segment works. It's a one way. No, it is. It's going. This is how it's going. Do you, if you if you are a bowler in the Victorian Eastern Cricket Association competition. Are you taking the year off from the game? No. You're not. You've got the balls to do it. Have you seen this story during the week? No, I haven't seen it. You've caught me out on the pod. You've shamed me. Oh, I have. Sean Tate. Yes. 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 Oh, no. That's Sean Tate's a different one. Oh, God. This is... is, So, Mulgrave Cricket Club is trying to get to play for him this season. You've raged team. 
Chris Gale, and Brian Lara. You imagine trundling in and trying to knock over three of the most dangerous left-handers of all time. All left-handers too. As a leg spinner, that's my stuff of nightmare. Well, I've always bowled quite well to lefties, just falling away, Mason. Just a little but, away. Little uh, away. To answer your question, no, that I wouldn't mind that because you get just bowl short so they're not going to hit it back at you would be my advice. <laughs> Sean Tate would be the other one where he, during the week, the story about him playing country cricket, which would be, you know, on synthetic yeah. pitches, which would be terrifying. Tails, next, hot takes. Time for some hot takes, Vanders. Now, just before we get into this week's, I know you're very keen to get into this week's. Uh, I imagine you're going to give me the win from last week. Is that? Are we doing that? Is that what's happening? Mm, well, hot takes. Uh, we need to keep some integrity tales, and unfortunately, <laughs> why? We both <laughs> we both got absolutely. We lost last week's both both based on the World Test Championship. You went uh, the, the uh, day four. There'd be a result on day four. Well, that's wrong. Well, I mean, and, yeah, okay. Yep. And mine is New Zealand to win, which is still not off the table, but looks unlikely. So it wasn't yours that they were going to win in three days or something? No, 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 no. It was, I let's mean, listen to the audience. It technically might be true. It's over the course of three days of cricket, really. That's all they've had. So technically yours could still be on the table. We'll move on. So this week, Tails, uh, I like to keep it relevant. You know me. Like to yeah. like to keep it real for the fans. Of uh, my hot take, and it is a hot take, is that Ben Simmons will play for the Boomers at the Olympics. Love that. Love a strong hot take. Will you will go down in flames, and like unlike a Phoenix, you will not rise from those ashes. My hot take, and it's not it's not a hugely hot take, but my hot take is that the Essendon. Well, we can't really call it. The Essendon flight. What's the? You know how there's the Teague train. What's the Essendon version of that? The Rutten Rail. The Rutten Rail will keep on rolling. <laughs> sounds a sounds yeah. like a Canadian sex act, doesn't it? Uh, the Not Rutten Rail will, will keep on rolling, and they're going to knock off Melbourne in front of twenty five thousand fans at the MCG on Saturday night. By a lot too. It's probably going to be minimum five goals. Hot take, not that hot tails. Before we go, just wanted to say thank you for wearing your scratchy puffer jacket or recording. It's sounding good. I'm sure the fans will enjoy it. <laughs> that's that's all we've got time for on the yeah. outside. On on the outside. <laughs>